Welcome back to the Respect the Drive podcast. I'm Tedward, and Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Today's episode was recorded a few days before New Year's Eve, so it's a little bit of a New Year's episode. We talk about resolutions, but honestly, I think we just air grievances. I've got Eddie Siegel on the show today, which I'm very excited about because he's one of my closest friends, and it's somebody that if we're going to decompress 2021, who better than Eddie Siegel to come on the podcast? So it's a fun show. I think we we cover a lot of different topics. And this one, you know, this is for the boys. This is a good one. This is one that you definitely, you're probably going to disagree with us um, <laughs> on some level or another, but that's fine. All I know is that right now I want snow. I feel like if I live in New England and I have to bear a winter, I don't get that beautiful California sun every day. No, if you're going to live in New England, you don't want dreary, cold, and wet. You just want snow. Like, just dump it on so that way we can at least have something tangible to complain about or fun and powdery to drive in. I did a video the other day. We did get a little bit of snow around Christmas, and I used my electric leaf blower to blow the snow off the M3, and I thought, oh, before I do this, I better grab the camera. And it's funny what will do like a million views on an Instagram reel, something really silly. But what's even more mind-blowing is the comment section. It's always fascinating because for the most part, people get it. They're like, oh, hey, that's pretty fun. Or, hey, I haven't thought of that before. Or I'm going to try it. Or what's the leaf blower? You know, I'm not affiliated with it. I don't sell it. But then these the other side of it where they're like, well, <laughs> what are you going to do out the ice? How, what, what are you going to do when the snow is heavy? That'll never work when it's heavy as concrete. Well, it doesn't have to work when it's heavy as concrete. It worked this time and it was fun to watch. Guys, I just implore you for 2022, just have some more fucking fun back off of the insanity of just shitting on every fucking thing you see. Like, that's all you have to do to make the world a little bit better. And I'm guilty of this myself. I see this shit too. And I, and I, and I, and I, but like, God, you don't have to comment on it. It doesn't bother me in a real way. Like, I'm not upset by somebody commenting some shitty thing on my post. I, I'm a YouTuber. I, I'm used to it. But I gotta say, just chill. Just chill. Let let a fun thing be a fun thing. Just let it be. So anyway, that's enough of that. But the snow is coming, and I am glad that my cars are safe and sound. The M5 and the 911 are at Garage 42 in Woburn, Massachusetts. Secure, climate-controlled. It's a beautiful place to keep a car. And they're opening their new facility in 2022 in Acton, Massachusetts. Their capacity is going to increase by like 100 or 150 cars. So get on that list if you're trying to find good car storage in Massachusetts. This is really exciting stuff. And as I've talked about in a recent YouTube video about getting rid of my M3, of course, of course, it's throwing new problems at me. This is like a relationship that won't die. It's like it's like every time you try to get out, it sucks you back in and you know that there's an expiration date. Right now, I feel like I'm on a cruise with somebody that I want to break up with, but I got to wait until I get to the destination so we don't have to spend the rest of the time together. But like this car... It's, it's, it's departure is imminent because my new car is coming in like March or April. So I'm just trying to ride it out. I'm just trying to have a reasonable relationship with my M3 until it, until it goes. But of course I back out of my driveway the other day and what's under the car 
gasoline. I've seen a lot of leaking fluids from my BMWs in my day, and I always fix them. I always keep them up to par, but I've never had a fuel leak before. So that freaked me out a little bit. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I was on my way to shoot a car, but luckily my mechanic at Wild Motorsport was able to fit me in like immediately. So I, instead of going to the job to go film the car, I went straight to my mechanic as, as you do. I have, that's like the most personal relationship I have, I think is with my mechanic. Anyway, I bring the car in and all I really wanted to know was, am I in imminent danger? And what we found out was that when we took the rear seat out and looked at the tank from the top, there's an EVAP line that goes in and that fitting was a little cracked. So the failure mode that occurred was that for the first time like ever, I filled my fuel tank and then parked the car that night. I always fill the fuel tank and then drive to wherever I'm going. So I never ever would have seen a drop of fuel coming from the, this little fitting, pissing out the top of the tank and dripping down the bottom. Uh, had I not done this. So who knows how long it's been like this, but you know, it means the tank has to be dropped to replace this line. So that's what we're going to do. Cause I'm not going to sell the car to somebody with leaking fuel. Uh, but before you get all up in a, in a tizzy, no, I, I'm not one of those double clickers on the pump. Whenever I fill my tank, I, I let it click once and I'm done. I'm done. I do not force feed my fuel tank. So I guess for now, I'm just going to be filling my tank to like three quarters because uh, I don't really want it pissing off the top until this gets replaced. But enough about my problems. Let's hear about Eddie's problem. So let's jump into the podcast. Edward, it's the New Year's show, the New Year's Eve show, where we get to dream about 2022 and all the wonderful things we're going to do next year that's going to be better than this year. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear your resolutions. <laughs> I'm going to be um, fucking ripped. I just want to say this right off the fucking rip. I'm still struggling to figure out what the hell happened in 2020. And now it's two years from then. I'm confused. I I don't know. So a lot of times with YouTubers, they'll be like, it's been two years since I blank. I'm like, I don't even remember. Like if you were like, when did you quit your job? I don't, I have a hard, I have to like legitimately go back into records and be like, wait a minute, when did I do that? And it was 2020. It was, it was, yeah, it was March, 2020. But yeah, it's hard for me to like reconcile what's gone on. Uh, but overall, you know, even though the world basically fell apart, I did pretty good. <laughs> apparently, I, th you. I thrive in the apocalypse. Apparently, I'm like a fucking cockroach. How about you? Uh, how have I survived the last two years? I'd say I came out. I don't know if on top is the, the correct way to say it. but uh, <clears throat> Well, I'm still here. So that for one, that's good. Hey, nothing um, like I nothing like avoiding a funeral to be a goal of a, you know, every year. I haven't been sick or ill um and my family's doing okay and i'm still able to do what i love to do which is talk shit with you and race cars that sounds like a good situation i can i can vibe with that so well i asked i will get to questions later on because i i put up a, a an instagram ask and said like hey what do you got for questions for me and eddie for the end of the year podcast so i've got i've got a few that we'll bring up and maybe that is something that I might bring into um, like 2022 as uh, all right, you got to put your mouse down. You got to, you're going to, you can't. I don't have any mouse. What is that? I don't have anything. What the hell was that noise? What noise? You're like a fucking toddler. I, it's I like don't a... hear anything. I know literally I wasn't touching anything. So whatever you heard, 
is everyone in their car just jumped crazy. everyone's almost crashed their car now because of that noise you're, they, they're you're starting to lose it i know it's been a long year but <laughs> and you're starting to hear things but i swear i didn't touch anything oh my god so. um all right, all right. Actually, I want to tell a story before we get into cards and stuff because um, we're going. Story time. Well, we're going up to New Hampshire this weekend for New Year's Eve, and you know, it's it's the boys and our significant others, and and it'll be a nice little time. All trying to stay safe and healthy and all the things. But David, for whatever reason, decides he's like he's really got his heart set on a game, like a gift giving game. He's like, let's do Secret Santa. I want to do Secret Santa, and so I'm like, I mean, David, I don't really want to do Secret Santa because like if it, like, look, here's the deal. I was in a fraternity. I know I don't seem like a frat boy, but I was in a fraternity. And and the big thing, we called it Santa Pig. And so for Santa Pig, we would do a secret Santa. And so everyone gets a name, right? And they don't know who's getting what from who. And you have to give them basically like a shitty gift or a mean gift or something and then a poem. And you got to write a poem. So you, you give someone a gift and a poem. And usually, you know the cheeky ones it's like you give them a bunch of lube and a dildo and you write some like nasty thing about how they're you know whatever it, it, you know it is what it is <laughs> i feel like, like that happened to you and that's why you're bringing this up. i i didn't get wait yeah maybe that did happen to me yeah that probably your happened to me your, your first intro to dildos and lubricant i wish they bought me a dildo they were probably too cheap they probably just bought me the lube um an equally great gift uh but anyway that's the spirit of that but so david's like so i'm telling him i'm like i don't know if this is a good idea for our group because it's not like a big group of guys and we're all gonna be like little assholes to each other it's like our girlfriend's boyfriends and and i'm like well like what if your girlfriend has to buy someone else's girlfriend a gift and it's like she's got to be mean to this girl that she doesn't really know like it doesn't that doesn't compute so to me i was like i like the idea i like the spirit but in execution i don't think this is going to work so anyway long story short you come in and instead of supporting my very rational reasoning for not wanting to do this you're like fuck yeah let's do a fucking gift giving (laughs) game okay so that then t- two days goes by, two days goes by, and it, we're we're supposed to be there on Friday. It's already Wednesday, and and he has not given anyone a name of what we're supposed to do. All he said is like, "Don't spend more than twenty dollars and twenty two cents," because you know twenty twenty two. And I'm like, "Well, who are we supposed to get gifts for?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't know." uh okay so we missed a whole big part of the santa secret santa where this is like it's like arrested development when everyone's at the party and they all go speech 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 but they're not saying it to anyone in particular so no one gives a speech they just chant speech yeah so hold on i need to pause you on this story because from my perspective (laughs) it was completely different first off first off i'm sitting in my office with stacks upon stacks of paperwork. It looked like something out of Harry Potter. You couldn't see me. Anyways, uh, and I get this text or this message in this group chat we're in. It's like, oh, let's do a game. And I just was like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? I was just trying to be nice and fit in with the crowd and just not be that Debbie Downer and not start any drama. I was just like, I'll do whatever. It's it's fun. If that makes you happy, whatever. Little did I know that I'm starting this whole fucking intergalactic war you about f- you this game. You fucked up. You fucked up. Well, no, to be fair, I knew this wasn't going to happen because none of us have the time or the energy to 
commit to buying a $20 gift. Well, at this point, I'm like, there's not even enough time for Amazon to get me anything. And I'm not going to a store. (laughs) That's not happening. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to root around the house and find something weird for people. That's fine. Anyway, long story short, that's not happening. We're just gonna, um, for, for how about this? Let's reflect a little bit on 2021. Because did were there any I mean, I'm not a resolution person. I don't I don't have a fucking dream journal. I don't have a vision board or whatever people call this crap. Like I don't do that. I'm just like, oh my God, just fucking survive to the next day and I hopefully I'm breathing, right? Um so was there anything this year that you accomplished that you were like, ah, for twenty twenty one, this is something that I would like to do. And and did well, it. Well Yeah, I mean I would say there was a big thing that I accomplished that I've talked a lot on this show. Um, and that's doing a grid life event. I think that was a huge, huge, huge accomplishment from, for me anyways. I know it sounds pretty weak to some people. It's like, Oh yeah, I race every weekend. Not the people who listen to this. They're fucking blown away. I'm jumping in a, you know, trailering your car, uh, you know, across the country, getting on a track that you've never been on with a bunch of people that have way more experience than you. It was nerve-wracking, but it was the coolest experience, and I'm so thankful I was able to do it. I mean, frankly, it's blown my mind how efficiently you managed to do this, how you were not um, like immediately fired from your job because they're like, this fucking guy just races cars. He's taking vacation time. Because that's how I always feel about corporate America is they get mad at you when you actually pursue a dream. So good on you for holding down the fort and making this work and doing it with Corey in order to like basically strengthen your uh, you race cars and maintained and strengthen strength strengthened straight str- oh god this is the thing i got my teeth fixed and now i don't have my invisalign on and i can't talk anymore it's bad <laughs> i was gonna say the reason you keep saying straighten is because you've gotten in- invisalign it's hard I, that's not sponsored that's not sponsored so d- just go get whoever you want if you want to straighten your teeth but uh no i think i think you you really integrated it into your life and i think we all had fun watching it and i know that it was a struggle to figure out how to kind of make it work but you got into a rhythm by the end and there you were every weekend jumping in the in the in the durango throwing the honda on a trailer and sending her out mid to the midwest dude the the amount of sends i did just to get out there like i mean don't don't get me wrong i did my research i made as much spreadsheets and documents as i could to try to make it as painless as possible, lists upon lists of things I should bring, the pros and cons from weight perspective, like towing with all the weight. Um, but at the end of the day, you just got to do it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can read as much information about backing up a trailer, but until you actually do it, you have not a fucking clue what you're doing. Um, and just learning everything on the fly like that, I don't recommend it, but I did it and thankfully Corey was there to help me when i needed it and vice versa and uh, we had an awesome experience we met so many cool people and i can't thank acuity enough for giving me the opportunity to do these events um they've been such a big supporter the past few years especially this year um and i just i'm so thankful all right well that's your oscar speech there's no music though to wrap it up 2021 for both you and i we've accomplished things that we thought were dreams, right? Um, Like your whole YouTube, you know, social media career, that was just sort of like a twinkle in your eye a few years ago. Oh, I mean, you and I would sit down at the apartment after our miserable days in uh, the city of Boston. Well, you weren't working in Boston, but 
we'd get home and, you know, all we would talk about is how to get you to this level, the next level. Yeah. And now that you're doing it, I think it's just amazing that a, you're still able to do it. You didn't give up, but also that it's turned into this unbelievable community of people that you've met. And I'm just so happy to see you just doing so well. It's fun. So awesome. It's good. I, I, so for 2022, I think there's a good segue into 22. Um, what's next, right? So you've, you know, you're going to continue. I feel like we're going to build upon the things we started this year. Uh, and for me, you know, I have gotten into a routine and my biggest problem is that like, when I get into routine, I get comfortable and then I get depressed. And even if things like are going well and I'm doing the thing, it's, you know, I've just, I've just crumbled into another job, right? You're like, okay, I get up, I go here, I get the car, I put the camera on, I drive the car, I bring it back, I go home, I edit it, I publish it, I monitor comments, I do the thing. Um, and, and I've gotten this nice, tidy little routine this year. What I really want to be able to do is kind of get outside of my comfort zone. And that might mean changing up or not changing, but like adding to the style of the videos to get more watch time. Right. Cause like one of the, one of the, you know, I'm follow metrics on YouTube very, very closely. And so obviously you want to get those views. You want to get that click through rate. You want to get that uh, CPM, which is like how much money per thousand views. Um, and then you want to get that watch time and you want to get that average watch time up. And certain, certain videos will do heavy, heavy watch time. Like if you're explaining something, right? Like if there's a story, I'm going to teach you how to drive on a highway. Those have high watch times. If you have like, here's a car. And if, if someone just wanted to get a taste of like, what does this thing sound like and look like? If they've seen it, heard it, and they're done. They might not care what I have to say about it. They might just kind of like give it a quick glance and they're like, all right, cool. I'm good. Bye. Um, but what you want to do is keep them hooked. So, you know, different people have different strategies for this. Um, so I'm going to play around with a couple of things. Uh, that's one of my big goals is just to improve on the watch time of the channel, which uh, to be honest, I'm actually really thrilled with where it's at. I just want it to be obnoxiously high. I want it to be good. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's probably my number one. But the other thing is just to get out of my comfort zone a little bit because I'm, I'm starting to get comfortable doing what I'm doing, which in some ways is really good because it means I can kind of do it with my eyes closed. And that's that's healthy. That's good that you're able to accomplish something. But if it gets to routine, that's when you start to find the burnout. And I want to feel more excited more of the time. And I want to have more fun doing what I'm doing. And I think you got to push yourself a little bit to get stuff. So that might mean taking the 911 on a couple road trips. That might mean traveling a little bit for cars. Not necessarily like, I don't know, traveling for cars is always a tricky one because it's not always um, efficient financially because you end up spending all this time and dedicating a lot of, a lot like literally like days to go get to the car, film the car, do the thing where like I could have filmed three or four cars in that same time period. Um, so I got to be cautious about how I do this stuff. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to have a little more mobility now that I've got the laptop that can actually handle 4K editing. In 2022, you're, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. Do you think we will we'll expect to see any vlogging again, bringing that back? I am so scared to do that because two reasons well now you got straight teeth so i don't got these pull that straight teeth so 2021 20, one of my big things was i bit the bullet and i got myself the braces and 
I am actually for the first time, I'm like, oh, cool. My teeth look good. I always had crooked teeth and they weren't horrible, like, but it bothered me. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody with crooked teeth. There's plenty of people who pull off their crooked teeth, plenty of people who just don't give a shit, but I cared. And I'm like, you know, this is the only form of like cosmetic, anything I'll ever do. Like, I'm not a hair plug guy. If I lose all my hair, not getting hair plugs. I'm not going to get a nose job, but I'm like, yeah, I could, I could get some straight teeth. So (laughs) I figured if I'm, well, I mean, besides all the both. Botox that you've been pumping into the last got to stay wrinkle free, baby. That man, what a what a fucking ad that would be if I could just straight up advertise Botox to car people. Talk about a terrible (laughs) ad placement directed at the wrong people. Uh, But yeah, I mean, uh, like I I would consider doing some vlogging um, or integrating some vlogging into a car review, right? And I think that's the trick. It's not being like. Well, guys, I'm waking up and eating cereal and then I'm going to brush my teeth like nobody cares. But you can play the game of the you can play the road trip game. Right. So imagine we're out with like three or four cars and we're going to go drive through Vermont or New Hampshire or something. Um, We can play the game of test driving the cars in different scenarios, but also showing off like the Miata road trip, basically. But as a car review, the. The perception of buying your Miata and then immediately going to an unbelievable road and and driving this amazing back road on a weekend vacation with your hair and the wind and everything, that's all BS. You can get like a five-minute, you know, cruise around here, maybe two or three corners like back-to-back and then traffic. I think – Or there's a cop. I think almost everybody's vision of buying their first supercar is actually – executed because they have this fantasy of like leaving or pulling up to their high school in like a Lamborghini. And I swear (laughs) to God, it doesn't matter if you're like 19 or you're fucking 50. I think that really is what sells it. It's like this, it's like this vision, like this unrealistic vision of, Oh, I'm going to look so fucking cool in this thing. And you never do. I, I've driven all these cars and the, the thing is, you look a little cool in it, but unless you're like already a confident, cool guy, like I'm not a cool guy. Okay. I am in. Oh, Do- no, I'm not. I'm in Dr. M3's Aventador and I pull up to get gas somewhere and people literally flock to the car and I am, it's fun to some extent, but I'm also horrified because I'm just like, I don't, I don't embody this at all, <laughs> at all. Like I'm not the guy. Yeah. You're not in, you know, your expensive shoes and, and, tons of jewelry no um, i mean i don't think i ever would be that person label. i'm like usually rolling out of bed like yeah, it's sweatpants and a acuity sweatshirt and here we are <laughs> nope cards uh, declined <laughs> i i i so like the camaro all i get for in in sort of like a response level wise like from people from people that don't just, know what this is you've got a like a beefy super like a, a a pretty heavily tuned like 700 horsepower camaro zl1 it uh all it brings is either people who had one in the 60s or 70s the you know worst. oh i had one of those in the war the and worst. i had to let it go the kid or i get the oh my god it's bumblebee from the kids oh gross so it's 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 not what I thought. I thought it was going to be really. I'm just kidding. No, but this uh, actually. But it, I thought. 
that brings you know, up a good point though. No, that brings up a good point. So one of the most common, so one of the videos that got big on my channel this year that I did never, and never in a million years thought this would be like one of the big ones that blew up, but it was a 1981 uh, Pontiac Firebird. It was Trans Am. Mm, and GA. it's my friend Justin's car. The car is cool. Like he sold it. It did well. Good for him. He put it on Bring a Trailer. I did the photos for him and stuff, but like the car, it had a, a, a uh, an engine swap so it had a small block chevy in it it sounded really good but like it's a 1981 pontiac it's not a ferrari it it's very loose it has a bunch of body roll like none of it really made you feel like really confident like i'm gonna go hammer down this back road and annihilate these corners like you're kind of hanging on okay now keep in mind the people who all owned these cars they probably totaled them and the ones they owned probably had 145 horsepower because they all had that like and a lot of these came with chevy engines they came with like a chevy 305 um yeah some of them came with the formula 440 or whatever but like you know for the most part i bet most of the ones these people drove were like 140 horsepower to the crank mm-hmm. and yet me driving this about 400 horsepower 350 small block chevy transplant trans am and saying yeah it's got a bit of body roll and the steering's a little loose and like this they're like uh-uh that car must be fucked up because the pontiac trans am firebird is the best car ever made i used to race these things back in the day and i'll tell you what i would beat the pants off of that any equivalent ferrari and they're going on like this is god's gift to the fucking world and that by today's standards, not joking, they're telling me that by today's standards, this car is still better than anything else on the road. And, and here's the thing. Um, I'm not knocking the car. But if you're going to be like, what's your job, Tom? My job is to drive cars and tell you how they feel. And if yeah. I don't do that, and all I do is, if I, I uh, can you imagine me going out in a 1981 Pontiac and telling you that this by far is the greatest car I have ever driven <laughs> and that I have nothing to add, I have nothing to critique, and that this suspension, steering, braking system, everything, it's just dead on. I think that yeah, all these automakers today could learn a lot from this. Where are the Audi engineers? Where are the M engineers? Where's AMG? Get them in this Pontiac. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Well, if you're trying to impress the Pontiac fans, then yeah, but... I bet there's a lot no, of money in I that. I think... <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you, if you want to sell flaming chicken... I just can't uh, believe... I, I just never in a million years expected that these would be the comments I would have to stare at on a daily basis. It blows my brains apart. Dude, you know, you, you, you pick on somebody and enough they'll get upset and they'll start getting rowdy and apparently you really did some damage to the pontiac enthusiasts of the north american region it's hysterical they, they get on there and they, they tell me that this is the they're like you're not this you're not doing it justice this is the fastest car i ever drove and blah. i'm like thinking like oh my god like in period these weren't that quick no they were slow they were heavy they were on a chassis from 1956 and the only thing redeeming about them was the fact that they were in a really cool movie, Smokey and the Bandit. Also, they Other didn't. Than that, they didn't get my sarcasm. One of the <clears> one of the one of the comments I made at the beginning, I said, uh, "Whoever spec this car was just tasteless because they didn't get the t-tops or the flaming chicken on the hood." Obviously, joking. Like, obviously, I'm not joking. And people were like, "I don't know. I think it looks pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. like, no shit. Oh, all right. That's enough about that. I just, I had to get that off my chest. That, that's actually weighed on me for a while. That, that particular car, 
And the comments I get about that car have really driven me nuts for a long time. And, and like, I love it. I like the car. I don't know what else to say. Like, I had fun, but I'm like, wow, the hill people will die on for things is just fucking mind-blowing. So for, for 2022's resolution, do you have anything to say to the Pontiac fans that are listening? So maybe one person. I'm going to drive all the fucking Pontiacs I can this year. I'm we need drive, an Aztec. You no, know, you know what I want to drive? Uh, well, yeah, Aztecs would be dope. But I want to drive like a GT, like a Grand Prix GTP. Like those, oh, the one with the, the buttons on the steering wheel. Yeah, and they have like, oh yeah, there was like a there was like a super there was a supercharged one. Those were quick. Those were like it was a thirty five hundred with a supercharger or something like that. Yeah, I would love to see a Fiero. Yeah, Fiero would be cool. Fiero would be cool. I want to drive some GTO. Yeah, well that'd be fun. the new one. The new the yeah, new it'd be fun yeah. to do that. Um, but I, I want to do some I... more oddball cars. I want to drive. Um, I think I might have a line on a Glickenhaus boot. Uh, which oh, would be, be really cool. that'd be big um, that'd be cool and then i up at ace performance i want to drive the aerial nomad i want to get more seat time in the in the atom as well and hopefully mm. hopefully some track time on the atom like and that would be something that i'm pro- i don't even i'd be so afraid to even put that on video because i'm gonna have to like really suss that car out because uh, like it's a lot of car it's a lot of car and put, yeah. you know putting me on on track in that that's like hey i need to take my time and like learn this thing a little bit i would love to come watch you rip that little thing around it'd be fun that'd be be so cool so hopefully we can put something Uh, together with ace performance up in uh, tuxbury mass yeah bear's a great guy and i'm sure he would love to see you uh doing some cool stuff with it watch him line up a bunch of pontiacs for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah speaking of pontiacs i thought of two while we were talking the vibe gt uh-huh. Yeah, it was a Toyota Matrix. Which is really cool. Yep. But with the, the 1ZZ. Yeah, the 1.8 liter. Yeah. I, amazing yep. that that's like one of the greatest Pontiacs is a, a Yamaha engine. Okay. And then the Solstice. Ooh, yeah. That is ugly. Right. The Solstice with the turbocharger. Nothing says I am from like Jacksonville, Florida, like a solstice. <laughs> so anyways, um, what else you'd like to talk about other than Pontiac? Well, all right. I've got some questions here. So let's, let's oh, see. If you we, do. Let's see if we can. Oh, fuck me. All Are right. you taking me? I'm Where gonna, am I going? Yeah. I just got to move you a little bit. All right. Here, here's one for Eddie. I'd be interested to know if Eddie left foot breaks the civic when he's applying gas to eliminate understeer. Ah, that's a good question. That car does not like to be left foot braked. I didn't. I don't uh, take you for a left foot breaker to begin with. I will do it very occasionally. I used to do it a lot when I was autocrossing. Okay. Because if I messed up, then well, I would spin out, and that's it. the The risk to reward on a racetrack when you're not 100 percent confident in left foot braking is basically crashing. So I try not to do it unless it's either an emergency situation, like oh fuck, everything in. Or I'm just like lightly getting it to rotate in like the person was saying. Um, But I rarely do it. The car already has enough rotation built into it where I don't ever really need to brake unless I'm, you know, trying to do it on purpose. And I, I, of course, do that once in a while just for fun. But um, I keep my suspension setups really loose. Um, So I like the car to move around a lot. Sure. All right. Uh, And then I already kind of gave mine, but any 2022 resolutions that you'd like to put on the record? Oh, man, I've got a lot. I have a list, actually, Tom. 
Um, is it on your is it on your vision board? Have you cut? It's out? on my. It, it, well, it, it's from my Ouija board, actually. See, you read um, this great and... book this year called The Secret, and if you just put <laughs> the pictures up, it will manifest. Yes, exactly, and and I check my horoscope every day. Um, you know, I I think for 2022, I want to be more consistent with um my abilities. I want to be better. Um, I think the problem I had last year, other than trying to learn everything really quickly was there was never really any sort of consistency um, because of the fact that I really was just learning it. So now, having learned a lot of stuff, now I can go into next year for grid life um, and feel a lot more confident. I'm not running around worried about things. Um, and some of the tracks this year I've already been to, you know. So actually all of them I'm going to this year I've been to. Well, there you go. Um, so, And then 22 resolution, other than that, um, just stay healthy and stay safe and see you guys more, see you more. Yeah. I mean, for me, the big, the big thing, like other than career stuff, it really is just coming down to like lifestyle stuff where I need to be, uh, cause you know, I used to run every single day. I mm. was in the gym every single day. And like my reasoning for that is not to be like, oh, I'm going to be like, I want to be in a bathing suit getting Instagram photos. It was more just like, I want to keep my sanity and I want to be ambulatory when I'm, if I ever make it to like 80, I want to be a healthy person. Um, <laughs> and man, this year, I mean, I'm up and about all the time, but like, I, I obviously I'm not going to the gym cause like, you know, COVID kind of put a damper on that. Uh, and then I haven't been running. It's cold. So I really just need to like kick my own ass and, and make sure that I'm eating better and doing the right things like for my health. Cause like, God, I just get so emotionally drained and destroyed and I'm exhausted all the time. If I don't do some form of like cardio, you know, it's just one of those things you got to do it. And, and the benefits of it are so immediately apparent. Like you just feel better so quick. If you run every day for two weeks or every other day for two weeks, and I don't mean like five, 10 miles, like go run a half a mile, go run a mile, go run 500 feet. doesn't fucking matter. You do will, what you could do. You will literally just feel yeah. better. Like it immediately changes your life. And it's so nuts how we are so quick to jump. And it's so much easier to just smoke weed and drink and, and like take a gummy and watch Netflix and pass out and then sleep too late. And then, oh, oh shit, now I'm waking up at 10 and my day sucks. And then you can't take a shit because you eat terrible. And it's just everything <laughs> falls apart. And it's amazing if you just do the bare minimum of like a little bit of exercise, eat a little little bit better chugged less red bulls sorry max we're stapping uh but you know you gotta just i don't know i, I just gotta keep it together i'm just trying to keep it together yeah routines have definitely changed for both of us i mean i used to go to the gym after work now i try to go to you know work out at home with my girlfriend it's a lot more difficult i was on a routine for a while um but um something i've picked up again is snowboarding i bought a snowboard for the first time in like 10 years. So I'm basically relearning. And at 28 years old, it is a lot more difficult than when it, when I was like 17 years I old. I can so. imagine. See, I haven't skied in a long time, but I used to ski when I was a kid. And that's something I'd like to get back into. And this actually goes into another resolution is that I need to stop playing the game of like, well, when I'm rich and have more time, because it's so easy 
to play the game of like, oh, well, you know, I, I'd like to do that. But like when I've got more money and when I've got more time and it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, like, just fucking do it. Like you can do it. We're not talking about like buying a yacht here. We're talking about like some <laughs> leisure activity. You know, it's not that crazy. And I'm not paying for kids to go to college and I probably never will. So I should just go buy myself some skis and do some things. But, you know, that man, it's so hard. I think we all delay things. Um because we think we're going to be like in such a more comfortable position, like in a year and like it never happens. And it's really hard to live in the present when you're always just looking out for the next thing. Like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have one of those. What, when I have more money and more time. Uh, well, our perceptions are all skewed because of our parents' generation, I think, you know, and, and what movies and television Stop. show. As... See, now you're playing with shit and you're making noise. I'm not crazy. I'm not. No, dude, I'm not touching anything. Uh, I'm literally not touching anything. Hands up, hands up. Show I... me hands. Show me those okay. hands. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, yeah, no, I, I think all of us thought, you know, you get to like 35 years old, you have a, a family, a beautiful house and everything's happily ever after. Um, oh, our parents, but, our parents were like, oh, 35, I'm buying the second house. Let's get that fucking no, beach house going. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we actually, exactly. I never had that, but that was the thing. It was like half the kids I went to school with, like, oh, our parents have a Cape house or our parents have like a, a house in St. Martin or some shit. And you're like, uh, <laughs> I, oh, okay. How about this? Sorry. See, I'm all over the place. I, I did not have a concise list prepared, but I also, 2022, I would like to buy my own place. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go buy some fucking like, you know, giant compound but i do want like an apartment i just want like a one bed all i want i just want like a one bedroom apartment with like some nice safe parking under the building for one car and then i'm going to leave the rest of the stuff at garage 42 and that's going to be my life and that is 1.6 no. yeah. uh, it honestly everything's so expensive but i'm hoping i'm hoping i can do that this year that's something i really like to do i really the market's bananas but i really don't think we're in some crazy bubble like everyone thinks like oh yeah i'm gonna buy one of those cars when they come back down i'm like sweetie they are not coming back down they are no nope, they're not gonna make the car so yeah. it's always gonna stay in demand um what's another question uh da, 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 da. perfect three car garage that's impossible i don't think we, i can answer these we, questions we both have three car garages and they're not perfect no there's no such thing um, you've, no, I, I, no, so, I mean, let's do a broad stroke here though. Like I like to have a classic, so I've got my 911. Um, I like to have a sports car. Uh, so, you know, 911 <laughs> and I like to have a, a great daily driver. So I guess a newer 911. So just buy so a bunch of So you can just have one car. Yeah. You can just have just one car. One 911. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, but I mean, otherwise, like I like what I've got going on right now. I've got the M5, which is kind of like a cool classic grand touring thing that I can go and actually, I mean, it's very functional. It's a very usable car. Uh, and it, and it can, it, it can make a, a good impression at a car show or cars and coffee. Um, but it's also like pretty suitable for, for making a long trip. And then the 911 is very, very obnoxiously sports car and race car. And it, ticks all the boxes of like having a classic that isn't a nightmare like i don't have to tune carbs on the thing you know it's 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 injected it's it's pretty easy to live with honestly that car um and then the m3 will go away and hopefully not lose my i, I probably won't lose that much money on that car because the market's kind of booing up right now on those as well and then i'll have like a pretty simple honda and i think one of the lessons i've learned 
that I will hopefully take with me for a long time is just to have a reliable daily driver that that you can go and 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 just not care that much about. Yeah, I'm fun. I'm glad you're finally coming to your senses. Um, I mean, this is a long time coming. We've talked about this for years, right? The M3 is not a good daily driver. But it's treated you well, so why get rid of it? Yeah, well, um, the thing is, it's treated me well. Up be- until now. But I've, I've, I mean, it's, oh, it's always been the same. There's, there's not like a turning point with this car. There has always been like a just wait for the next problem and then throw mm-hmm. money at it and wait for the next problem and throw money at it. And that's how most people live with their cars. The difference is when you play that game with a Civic, it's like a quarter the price of pl- paying playing that game with a BMW. And yeah, the reality is like. Has my M3 ever left me stranded? No. I mean, I've like lost throttle actuators, but I can still drive the car. Uh, And have I had plenty of check engine lights for all kinds of things? Yes, but everything has been fixable, mendable. Um, The the issue with these cars is that they are fairly intricate in the way they work and they're sensitive. So sometimes you have to do some digging and it's the unknown that frustrates you. It's like, it's like going on the forums and being like, what's this sound or what's this code really mean? Or I replaced this sensor and it didn't fix the thing. So what's going on? That's where you start to like resent the car. And and that's really mm-hmm. all I can say is like, at that point you start to get angry with it and uh, it gets, it gets difficult. Yeah, it's uh it's a love-hate relationship because yeah. it's such a cool car. It does so many things great. But when it starts having little foibles, that's when you're like, "Man, I wish I still had that 99 Civic or that Jetta." You know. Well, um, and and Doug Demiro Yeah, Doug Demiro brought up a good point. He he made a he made a video about financing versus paying cash for cars. But the big thing that I took away from that video that I'm really glad he said because I say this once in a while and uh, and people are like, I don't care, I'll daily anything. Um, Is he he was like, look, if you have to stretch your budget and you need, you know, the only time I think he said the only time it's really appropriate to stretch your budget if it's in the name of safety. So if you don't have enough money, but you want a safe car, like. What's more important than surviving a car crash? Like literally nothing. There is basic, like, and I'll tell you, I've driven a lot of sketchy cars, a lot of classic cars, and they <laughs> all have their place. They really do. And I'm not saying don't drive them. I'm just saying don't make that 95% of your driving, you know? And, 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 and I'm, that's why the M3 has been my daily driver. It's the newest car I own. It's probably easily the safest car I own. Um, and, one of the reasons why I'm not going to go get a 99 Civic and be like, well, look at all the money I'm saving. I only spent like, you know, $1,900 on this Civic. Well, the reality is because a 99 Civic is not going to take a hit from a modern vehicle. Everything out there today is so heavy. It's huge. I, I really wish, oh man, this is like a different conversation. And I don't know if we want to go down this rabbit hole right now, but my biggest issue (laughs) with the auto industry, it's not even about gas versus electric it's that we allowed or the auto industry allowed people to just keep increasing the weight of the vehicles the weight of uh, the average weight of vehicles has probably gone sky high and i know that in like the 1970s american cars were fucking huge but look we did we we used to drive sedans and wagons and things that weighed closer to 3,000 pounds everything weighs 4,000 plus now and we have adapted to these fucking CUV crossover bullshit oh, nightmares yeah, on four wheels. Shit. And now we the problem with it is that 
yeah, sure, you could say, well, then don't buy them. Okay, well, if I'm driving around in a Miata and I get hit by a Honda Pilot, that's my head gone. Like, everything <laughs> is tall, everything is heavy, but I don't blame people for buying them either because you basically have to. Because if you want to be safe, this is what you have to do now. Like, if everybody in the world is buying some giant car and you're the one driving around in a little roadster, like, 90% of the time, like, you're going to get decapitated. Like, there's that's just what's going to happen. And, like, you can, be, you, can, you can be stubborn and continue to drive your car. But, like, you know, for me, I'll tell you, even in the past few years... I went from driving my 911 and feeling pretty safe on the road to like, I get out there and I'm like, I don't know, everything's pretty big around me. And, you know, I, I make pretty concerted efforts to drive the sports cars, like the, the little sports cars in specific areas at specific times of the day. When you can smell the wheel bearing that's going out on the Ford Explorer from 1997 right next to you, that's when you know I'm in danger. Rather than making the cars smaller or lower or any of the things, they just they just took the same mentality and they were like, oh, well, let's just turn them into race cars. And so they were like, okay, let's make this like piece of garbage body on frame SUV that we've created in the 1980s and make it a, a unibody. And then we're going to add a ton of power. And then by the time you're done, all you've done is put so many band-aids on a design that should never have existed and tried to make it handle like the car that nature intended it to be, which is like, <laughs> all you had to do is build a car. And instead you just like fought gravity and came up with an X5M. <laughs> yeah. The, the future of, of cars is looking bleak, but I have faith. I have faith. I know that there are, I'm not trying to be that grim. Like we have so many, like, you know, everyone's always like, oh no, cars are dying. What's next? I'm like, are you kidding me? There's so much going on. Like there's changes for sure. And like electrification is inevitable in a lot of ways. But I mean, look what Porsche is doing right now. Look what Lamborghini is doing right now. Look at this STO. That thing, I, like, while I think it's hysterically ugly, uh, this Huracan, this rear wheel drive Huracan is so insane and capable. And it's probably one of the better driver's cars out there. And who knew Lamborghini would be our, our little driver's car savior at this point? You know, it's so wild. Yeah. Five years ago, we would have been like, ha, yeah, never would happen. You know, I, I, I'm excited for them. I, I think Lamborghini has a really strong future. I'm very excited for Lamborghini. And I never, I never thought of myself as a Lamborghini guy. Because I always thought of Lamborghinis as like poser cars. I always thought, you know, and I don't mean mm -hmm. that like in a really insulting way. I'm just saying like that's, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I always liked them. But I always kind of thought of them more as poser cars. Whereas like the Ferrari, that was the track car. That was the one who really liked to drive. And now I'm kind of not feeling that. Well, let's look at the history of a Lamborghini. It's, uh, it's a competition. You know, the whole reason it happened is because of a Ferrari or whatever. And it's a poser Ferrari. It is. You know, and, they, and, it's a, and they drive better on the street, the frankly. They do. They do drive. Actually, oh. which isn't totally fair. A 458, actually, holy shit, dude. A 458 is actually really, really nice to drive on, on the road. It's like a, it, someone got really mad at me because I was like, this is a better M3 than an M3. And they're like, how dare you compare a Ferrari to an M3? I'm like, go drive this car. Like, literally, pretend you're not in a Ferrari. Go daily drive a 458. Fucking awesome. My favorite Ferrari is a 458. It's I love that car. It's like, it's like shockingly easy to live with. It's bumpy road mode. Oh my God. Like the car actually becomes 
compliant and soft and like it doesn't beat you up. I'm like, wow, this is this is shocking. That was like my biggest shock of 2021 was like, oh my God, the 458 is like really easy. I always thought it was a lot more like hard edged. I mean, I, I wasn't a speciality, but still. Dude, I, you know, you're, you're on the money. I think after the 458, they've just, they haven't captured that Ferrari magic that they had with the naturally aspirated cars. I do think their future with the 296 coming up is going to be exciting. I think they're on to something. I think they're in this like really weird zone where the SF90 makes no sense. And it's kind of like this awkward, like they had to do it to get over the hump. Like they needed something to like stretch across the bridge. And then 296, I think it's going to be good. Uh, Roma is a weird car, but I actually think similar to the California, people kind of like Californias now or California T's, I should say. Um, I think the Roma is a better Aston Martin than an Aston Martin. I mean, the Vantage is objectively not a very good car. Like, they're not great. I've driven a bunch of them. They're okay, uh, but I don't. It's not where I'd put my money. And 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 if you can get the build quality up on it, like they don't rattle and stuff. And if the Ferrari Roma doesn't <laughs> do that, then boom. What? Why would you buy the Aston when you can have a, a Ferrari? The Roma looks good too. In my opinion, I think it looks good. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the the interior a little too electronic-y. I feel like that's going to be a serious downfall in about five years. But other than that, I think it's a good car and it's a good stepping stone if you're starting with Ferrari and you want to jump to something a little bit faster in the future. Yeah, I do hope. It's a good. I do hope that car. auto manufacturers stop um, the insanity with the the screens and the touchy things like. I, I don't know why they think this is the way. It is it is so clearly not the way. It is so clearly not what we want. And I don't understand. There's so many watch enthusiasts in the car community. Why are they giving us Apple watches inside the cars instead of Rolex Daytonas or, or Speedmasters. Like, why are we not getting more refined knobs and clicks and touch points when all of their audience just wants a Panerai or a Patek? And yet here they are handing us a fucking touch screen. I don't care. Why would any of their customers want to swipe something on a car? to change the volume when they could click a button or, or turn a knob. This makes no sense to me. I will never understand <laughs> this. I know it's financially probably easier for them because they can program things and make more money by reducing costs because they don't have as many components. But seriously, tell me what Ferrari owner isn't, is like, who's wearing the Apple watch in a Ferrari? No, you're probably wearing some really fancy watch with uh, 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 all the movements visible when you take it off and turn it over, right? Yeah, and I bet you don't set it by swiping the fucking screen, do you? <laughs> I bet you have to pull out the little uh, the crown and turn the knob and do all the things, and that's what you like about it. So why on earth would someone want a three, four, five hundred thousand dollar car that operates like the piece of shit watch they never wear? I don't get it. I would say one word, and it's Tesla. Everybody has this fantasy of having this unbelievable user interface that's like your windows or your mac um but the reality is automakers other than tesla haven't figured it out they haven't 
spent the money to make an operating system. Give us and a, what happens when what happens when a laptop comes out and instead of a keyboard, it has a screen on the bottom half of it and it's just a touchpad and that's your keyboard. Do you think that's good? You're fucked when it needs an update and you haven't updated it. So why it's the not going to work. So why the fuck do I want a car with that shit? <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, Tesla's figured it out, right? But they have, have they? multiple have computers. They? They? It works 50, 60% of the time. It, it works well. <laughs> it works better than you, than, you know. Look, I'm not saying don't have an option. I mean, Tesla is the Apple Watch of cars. So great. Do the thing. But why do I want... Any like it's funny because people people shit on the Aston and I'm gonna give Aston a little push on this one. I I appreciate even though it's not maybe not the most beautiful interior. There's buttons everywhere. You hit buttons to touch things in the Aston Martin. Like you put it in gear with the buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet here we are with Ferrari and they've take they've even taken away the start button. You got to swipe to start the Roma. I'm pretty sure. And I don't, oh, no. I don't like that. What are you doing? Give me the satisfaction. Here you have Lamborghini still with the fighter jet start to start stop button yes that give me more of that i don't want to tap a screen to start my incredible motor car i don't want to the, tap a screen to know what time it is i want to look at my patek philippe the other reason is cost how much less you know how much money are they saving instead of putting all this complex buttons and switches and knobs than just one giant piece of plastic and glass. Fully understand it when it comes to the Tesla or like low budget cars, but like, I mean, come on, man. You know, one of the greatest joys in my life has been getting into 1960s and 70s, like vintage Italian cars and listening and touching and turning and setting <laughs> and all of the little gauges and stuff that pop up. And it's that's so entertaining to me. It doesn't need to end. It's a very easy thing to keep going, and I, it blows my mind when I get into these cars. And 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 you know, you could say, oh well, the cost cutting makes a lot of sense for lower end cars, and that's fine. But I mean, even Honda's realized that like a nice a nice clicky HVAC system on the new Civic generation is like really nice, and and it's and it satisfies customers. Hyundai usually does a pretty good job with this too, because Hyundai's point of sale, they sell cars when people sit in them, right? And people sit in a Hyundai Elantra and they touch the gear shift, they touch the steering wheel, they touch a few buttons, they go, oh, this is great. And then what do they do? Then they get out of the car. They pull the lever and the door is a nice click. They might touch like the directional stock. They go, this is a nice car, I'll buy it. And that's how Hyundai sells cars because they realize like people get in, they touch all the things and it's great. What's hard to sell is an Ultima CVT, basically like the worst plastics known to man and all of the things, and nothing feels good. I don't know about the newest ones, but like imagine rental cars of like 2015, 2016, <laughs> right? Uh, and 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 you immediately are like, oh my god, this belongs in a in a national fleet or a Hertz fleet. I I really I can't express enough how bad Honda botched that slider for the volume on that S, uh, Type R. Uh, yeah, but they the fixed it. R. They fixed it. They fixed it. They fixed it. They listened. They fixed it. So hopefully, um, hopefully Ferrari's the, next. I think Mercedes too. The S class. I was watching a video on that. I'm like, you know, what? What if you have greasy fingers? You know, that thing's going to get, you know, disgusting. Yep. 
Oh yeah, I I caked. I, I put my fingerprints all over that S five eighty, and I was like, oh my god! I like Cheetos. Sue me. All right, yeah. can't be using that screen now. Well, please don't be eating Cheetos in my S class. One I can do last. I want. <laughs> I have an S class. <laughs> One last question. Okay. Uh, favorite car movie. Oh, Tom, we've gone over this a million times together. I, I mean, I know what What's mine is. What's your favorite car movie? I, I'm going to get. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but like, I would love to say that my favorite car movie is Ronin or The French Connection or Bullet. It's not. It's fucking Nicolas Cage and Gone in sixty seconds. I will watch that movie a thousand times. I love it so much, and I know, I know, it's not as good as the original. I don't care. I like it. I could watch it over and over again and I can literally say every single line. It has all of the cars that I love from my childhood and it is just pure awesomeness. The only thing is god damn it. We didn't know we should have been looking out for Angelina in those days cuz she was too fucking thin. She was not healthy. She was not good. You look at her arms and you go, "Please help this girl. She needs somebody to help her out." She was not good, and all we did was say, man, she's fucking hot. Look at her tits and her lips and her hair and all this shit. I'm like, that girl was 80 pounds. We should have been looking out. So bad on us, but fucking awesome movie. I love that movie. You and I quote that that movie all the time. (laughs) Two Uh, Rogers don't make it right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, and, And also, you know what I love about that is that movie has become iconic because of the cars and that's what the movie you know that's what it's about it's not about the acting or angelina jolie i mean it's nice and all but it was eleanor and i think that was what the original movie was about the cars and the car chasing and the, the crashes and everything um for me car movies i mean oh man there's so many i mean i love the original fast and furious that movie as a kid that sort of sparked my understanding of Japanese import cars. I really didn't know anything about them until that movie. I mean, I knew what they were, but that kind of got me into the sort of, well, Honda Civics are cool, which is funny because then I thought they were, you know, the ricer car and everybody made fun of them and then come full circle. Now I love Hondas. Look at so, you go. Uh, love Fast and the Furious. I like Ford versus Ferrari. I know that movie is a love it or hate it to a lot of people. But I just love the driving. And, the, and I think the acting in that one's a little bit better than Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, and I'm sure there's a million that I'm missing. I mean, obviously, all the old classics. Are well, you only get to pick one. It's a favorite. You can't, one, have, you can't have two Fast favorites. Fast and Furious. Re- okay. Original. All right. So Gone in 60 Seconds and Fast and Furious, that is a quality movie night. 2000, early 2000s. Was it like 2001? I think both of them. I think both of them. I think, the actually, time. no, I think, I think Gone in 60 Seconds was 99. I don't think that made oh, it into two thousand. Such a good movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it later. It's so good. That's so good. So good. It's so good. We made everybody watch it in California on the trip, didn't we? Didn't we make everybody yeah, watch that? It was just you and me watching it. Yeah, everyone else fell asleep. They're asleep. like, this movie's boring. And we're like Exactly. Oh, look at What's Nicolas Cage. Three fifty five, such an old car. Memphis Reigns. All right. Well, I don't know. I you know, this is pre pre-recorded. It's going to get released after New Year. So, to everybody listening, happy New Year, happy 2022. Be safe. Um drink a little less than you normally would uh just so that way you don't have to be like one of those national hangover day participants. It's better to it's better to spend January 1st a little less hungover than your friends. That's all I can say. Absolutely. And quick note before we go, 
Um, my car is now in iRacing. Oh, um, yeah. Acuity Instruments uh, somehow managed to take a shrink my car into the matrix and now you can download it um and use it and it's free so if you play iRacing and you like my honda um no worries if you don't i know it's not everybody's taste especially if you don't like purple or teal but you can download it for free and use it on the tcr civic how can they find it on iRacing what's it called so if you go to tradingpaints.com you search acuity it should pop up. There we go. And then you just download it and use it to your own free will. Use it at your own free will. Sweet. Well, that's it. I'll see you in two days. I'll see you next year. Oh, no. And that's going to do it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for supporting the podcast on Patreon. Thank you for watching the YouTube channel. It means the world to me. I hope you guys drive safely out there. Don't get too cocky in the snow. Make sure you got the right rubber. Leave a proper distance. Don't be that guy. God, I hate it when you guys send me the photos of your crashed cars on (laughs) on tow trucks in the winter. Take it easy out there. I mean, have fun. Go slide around, but, you know, do it within reason. Understand your own limits. And I hope you enjoyed listening to me and Eddie shoot the shit again for another hour on the podcast. Don't forget to respect the drive. I'll see you soon.